Hello, I'm Alex Newman and you're listening to the third and last instalment of the Extraction podcast series in which I speak to the heads of London-listed companies involved in mining. Today I'm joined by Cobus Lutz and Dion Liu, the Chief Executive and Financial Director of Pan-African Resources, an AIM-listed precious metals producer with a particular focus on gold. Cobus and Dion, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, so let's start with uh, Pan-African's largest assets, which are the, the Barberton and Ivanda mines, both of which are located in South Africa. Just for investors who might not be familiar with the company, what kind of size and sort of quality of mines are we talking here relative to other global gold producers? Sure, Alex, yeah, thank you for having us. Currently, the Pan-African group is producing 200,000 ounces plus of gold per annum from these two operations, Barberton and Ivanda. Barberton has been going for almost 130 years, so it's fair to say it's a fairly mature asset. But despite that, uh, it keeps going strong. Currently, the head grades that we're achieving from underground is 11 grams per ton, which by international standards is very high. We also uh, have a tailings business at part of Barberton that does, well, in the last year, we did 28,000 ounces from that business at an all-in cost of $332 per ounce. So that's very competitive. And we're excited about the future for Barberton. There's still exploration potential, believe it or not. Uh, the other asset that you described is Evander Gold Mines. That's your sort of typical VITS deep level uh, ore body. We're mining two and a half kilometers underground at present. And it was a good performance from Evander. We did a 30% increase in terms of production. These assets are long life and uh, we quite spoiled in South Africa as far as life of mine is concerned. At this point, Barberton has a life of mine of 22 years remaining. There's no reason for us not to extend that further. And Evander from underground operations has a life of mine of 16 years. So if you go to West Africa, it's very difficult to find ore bodies with these sort of lives. It's four decades ago, South Africa was one of the world's largest gold producer, was the world's largest gold producer. What, what's happened since then? So obviously, you know, the, a lot of the, the operations have, have thinned out and you talk about those high grades there. Presumably, there is some of that still left in the country. Well, definitely there's some left. And I mean, we're mining it at Evander and Barberton. As I said, Barberton head grade 11 grams per tonne. Face grade at Evander is anywhere between 12 and 14 grams per tonne plus. That is diluted when we bring it to surface, but it's still very high grade. Um, in terms of South African production, it's a fair comment. We have declined uh, down the rankings to, I think, fourth spot at the moment to even lower. And that's natural as uh, one mines out these deep-level ore bodies. But as I've said, I mean, our operations are still going strong. South Africa, I mean, has had its its economic challenges in the, in the last few years. I mean, can you just talk a little bit about the sort of the economic state of the state of the country and how, if at all, that has impacted your operations? Sure. Well, Alex, it's a, a fair comment in, in South Africa sometimes gets a lot of bad press. Mm. It's not dissimilar to anywhere else in the world with challenges. Power has been a big issue for us recently. That seems to have stabilized and we've not had any power issues uh, at our operations in, in the last uh, year. Infrastructure is excellent. Uh, so technical support in South Africa is excellent. So, I mean, in terms of comparing it to the rest of Africa, it really is chalk and cheese. I mean, we have a fantastic highway that runs from the international airport to the Evander operation. Barberton is each easily reachable with a flight. So, um, yes, I mean, there are issues in South Africa politically. Uh, there are challenges economically, as elsewhere in the world we have, we have issues. But generally, uh, we believe we've equipped ourselves and skilled ourselves in order to be, op- to, to, to be able to operate successfully in South Africa. Stuff. And Dion, I don't know if, you, if you'd want to comment on this at all. I mean, the currency swings we've seen in the last couple of years, what sort of effect has, has the RAND had on your on your cost profile and uh, and how you do business? Alex, I think the, the RAND has, you know, from our perspective, has been a saving grace. The gold mining industry in general was struggling last year with a very low dollar price of gold as well as a very strong currency. 
That has both reverted to a very weak currency in the first half of the financial year and towards the second half of the financial year, we saw a stronger gold price in dollar terms. So in both those instances, from a RAND gold perspective, we have benefited quite substantially uh, from the political uncertainty. It's two weeks you put out your results. And unlike several of your peers, I noticed I was quite struck by the fact you're using a lot of this free cash flow you're getting from a, a, a heightened gold price this year. And so you're continuing to build the resource base at Evander. You're looking at a new tailings retreatment project. You've financed buy out a portion of your black economic empowerment shareholder. So can you just talk me through each of these decisions and you know how that fits into the broader strategy of, of sort of reinvesting in, mm. in, in the business? Well, I think it's a balance in terms of reinvesting in the business and providing cash returns to shareholders. Sure. So, I mean, we've also paid out a, a very substantial dividend last year and we have proposed the largest ever dividend for approval at the upcoming AGM in London in November. So currently we're sitting at about 4.2% dividend yield, which is very attractive Mm. given the rest of the sector. So, I mean, that is one uh, utilization of the cash that we will continue to apply. And generally we, uh, as you've mentioned, we invest the rest back into our business. We have sustaining capital. That's the sort of capital we spend to make sure our mines can continue to operate successfully. And throughout the cycle, we've continued to spend capital. So I think... Generally, it's a concern in the sector where producers, through the difficult times, do not invest in the assets. And that later comes back to to, to haunt one. We haven't done that. We continue to spend the money. And um, for the rest of it, if we do make investment decisions, um, as, as we did with the Black Economic Empowerment decision or with the uh, colliery that we acquired in the last year, those um, investments have to pay their own way and they have to provide our shareholders with a requisite return. Just on the the coal colliery, I mean, why why coal? Why did you was that opportunistic that you decided well, to get was into an, this? Uh, it was an opportunistic acquisition, and one has to say, Pan African will remain a gold company, and that's mm. why we now are looking to uh, expand our gold production via the tailings plant you mentioned, which will be a very large tailings plant at Evander that'll uh, produce forty to forty five thousand ounces at an all in cost of six to fifty dollars an ounce assuming the, uh, the definitive feasibility, feasibility is successful. Mm. So that to us is a very attractive growth project. On the coal side, it's a natural hedge against rising energy prices. Coal has been performing very well of late. Um, and generally, it would be a, when we, we view it as a uh, supplementary um, cash flow and income to the group. So just to jump back to, I mean, the other use of cash and that being shareholder returns, is, I think it's, is it something like £16 million pounds that that dividend payment will comprise? Do you measure that against any particular metrics? Do you want a certain amount of, of cover before you agree to your dividend payments? Or? Alex, what we did in the last year was to uh, review the dividend policy and benchmark it against the sector and give the market clarity and guidance um, on the future going forward. And in that regard, we believe that a 40% payout ratio of free cash flow mm. um, strikes a balance that Quibus referred to between reinvestment back into our business as well as giving the uh, shareholders a very attractive return on their investment. I'm sure many li- listeners of the podcast will be aware the sort of South African mining industry has been sometimes fractious, fractious place in the last few years. Can you just talk me through some of your, your labour relations? I know you've negotiated wages sort of ahead of and, and separate to some of the, the, the larger mining negotiations that are on at the moment. Can you just give me a, a sense of, of your of your uh, yeah your relations with your your workers sure well uh, we employ more than four thousand people in the group excluding contractors also if you look at our costs employee costs comprise more than fifty percent of our overall costs so that tells you that um, the employees really are an asset of the group and we mm. have to look after that asset as we do look after our resource and reserve base and everything else our infrastructure in order to be a successful and sustainable business 
So we're constantly working at relationships, relationships with our employees and our contractors. We're fortunate we have longer-term wage agreements in place, so we're not negotiating in the next year. At Evander, we still have two years go, to go in our current wage agreement, and at Bulbot in one year. So we won't be negotiating in the next year. And um, and again, we view our employees as assets, and we have to work with uh, with our employees to ensure that we can continue to operate successfully. So I know. I mean, I guess another element of that is, I mean, underground gold mining is very very dangerous business, and I mean, you you know, you you do have you know occasionally fatalities. If you were speaking to potential investors who who might look at gold miners or miners and be sometimes concerned about the 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 safety track record of of the sector what would you say in terms of how you look after uh, your your people well i think the the sector in south africa is not, has in the past been known for being unsafe that's mm. a fair comment however if you look at sort of the recent history of the sector there has been massive strides that has been made in terms of improving safety and I mean, we still say that one employee uh, that that is uh, injured or fatally mm. injured in a, is a, in a mine is one too many. Um, but in terms of safety statistics, uh, I mean, currently the numbers are significantly down from where they were in the past, and it's uh, it's a certainly an aspect of all of the the mines where where, where employers, uh, employees, and the regulator uh, continue to focus to make sure we can ensure that uh, that the mines are safer. And you can't look at the safety aspect, but uh, or the neg- negative portion, mm. without looking at the positive, uh, positive perspective in terms of the improvements. But also, what mining means for the communities and the people uh, that we ultimately support, and that really is very substantial in the bigger scheme of things. Right, and and sort of more broadly in in the industry. I mean, some of the standoffs you see with b- between miners and and employees are around closures of, of some of the mines. I mean, what do you think the various sides have to do to get through this co- the, the current impasse that you see in some, some other parts of the industry? Well, I think there will always be friction in, in, in terms of different role players and, yeah. and wanting to have different sort of outcomes. And it's about achieving a balance, and that really is key. One needs to recognise that there's a, there's a lot of capital and there's a lot of effort and uh, resources that goes into, into an operation. And uh, ultimately, investors need a return. And investors, if investors can't get a return, they will go elsewhere, elsewhere with their capital. So that for us is it's it's about achieving a balance. Mm. So this has been an incredibly active year behind you. I mean, what's what's your focus for for twenty sixteen seventeen? Well, we would hope more of the same, and mm. uh, we can't control the gold price, so we focus on those factors we can control, which really comes down to production, comes down to costs, it comes down to trying to do value accretive transactions for shareholders, as we've done in the past. And that'll be the focus. Plus, then, obviously, we've mentioned the bigger tailings plant, which is, for us, the most organic, exciting organic growth project we have in the group. So hopefully we can release a successful definitive feasibility study by November of this year and take that project forward and uh, increase our uh, group production quite significantly in the years to come. As you said, I mean, you can't control the, the gold price. Does it Does it generally pay as a chief executive of, of, a, of a gold miner or a finance director to be completely agnostic and not have any opinions on on where the gold price should be or do you do you, do you take a view well i mean obviously we have our personal opinions mm. but as dion often says that uh, pers- uh, we recognize our opinions really count for naught i mean we do monitor the gold price because it's important in terms of how we manage our risk in around financings and operations in general but um i mean so it's something we look at every single day i mean very regularly but again i mean we recognize we can't control it and you have to make peace with that and uh, ensure that you keep your costs down such that you are competitive and continue to be able to operate. 
I guess uh, I mean finally I mean this year's it's been it's been a bull market for for gold I mean do you uh, having seen several cycles in the past do you do you see that continuing or does that inevitably end up in a call on on where where gold's going to be well I mean we hope it continues yeah. so um certainly the world's not a fantastic place political uncertainty is rife uh you have all the whole question around central banks who knows where it'll end up and we certainly not uh doomsday profits but uh, I think in terms of a balanced portfolio, when you're looking at investing, it makes sense to have a portion of that in, in, in gold. Good stuff. Cobus, Dion, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.